0: Hey TSL fam, producer Jeff here, and I wanted to let you know that we are looking to staff up our fall intern class. My co-producer Savannah and I are really proud of what we've built over in our internship program. Among other duties and opportunities, you'll get the chance to shadow live tapings with Megan Lorien and our guests and take show notes and make production suggestions. And you'll be kind of helping develop the social media wing of our show. Um, so it's a great chance to be creative, interact with Megan Laurian, and kind of get to know a behind-the-scenes look at podcasting. If you are a credit-eligible student and you're interested in an internship with us, go ahead and email at gmail.com with the subject line intern and attach a resume. And as I mentioned, at this time, we're only considering credit-eligible students, so please note that before you apply. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. Hey, TSL fan, producer Jeff here. Excited to bring you part two of our multi-part series on lessons that we've learned on set. Meg and Lorraine were in pretty intense writing deadlines during this week, so it is just Savannah and I. And if you haven't listened to part one, that was episode 130, released at the end of March. So it's a nice precursor to this episode. Today, we primarily cover what's actually happening on set, what those action calls mean before a take actually starts. And then finally, some remaining terminology that we didn't get to go over in part one. That just serves as an important base of language for you to understand what people are talking about on a set. So we hope you enjoy the episode and have a great week. For anyone who's watched movies about TV or film, you've probably seen the director say "action," which is one of the many things that a director will say as they prep for a scene. But I think, like in general, what we'd like to do is just sort of walk you all through like what a set is, what it looks like, and what's actually happening on set. So pictures up, settle, sound speeds, what all of this means, just to kind of give you an idea if you're actually on set during your job, peeing or whatever you're. If you're you know on your own episode that you wrote, this is all helpful. So. Quickly, I'm going to talk about the geography of what's happening on a set. So, typically, and if there's anything I'm missing, Savannah, like just hop in. But typically, you'll have like base camp, holding, and set. Um, So, base camp is where typically everyone will report for the day. Sometimes, base camp and set are the same thing if it's a small production, but um, you know, base camp will be where everyone's reporting. Sometimes if there are production coordinators or even office PAs or producers on set, they might be at Basecamp managing paperwork or any logistics that need to be happening. Typically there will be a crafty setup on Basecamp because if you're not on set, you might be there all day. And typically if you're talent and you're not being used, you'll be in holding, um, which is where you'll be held between sets while you're not needed those also may be in trailers or star wagons but for a smaller production especially for background actors or second unit actors second team they might just be in a room and that's called holding so all of that is away from set because set is going to be busy and occupied shooting um so in terms of set That's where the filming is actually happening. And before anything is filmed, typically there will be a rehearsal. Um, So that's where the director will work with the actors to kind of figure out the blocking, which is the actual physical movements of what's going to happen during a scene. And, you know, some directors like to rehearse all out to kind of get emotion. Some directors would rather just kind of walk through the scene or mark the scene so that the actors can get an idea of what is physically happening and all the departments can see what they need to be filming and how You know, the gaffer department, which is in charge of electric and lighting, will be watching the blocking to make sure they can light the scene in a proper way. And then sometimes you'll go right into filming or sometimes you'll send the actors back to holding so that you can set up and prep for the scene. And then sometimes while you're lighting, you'll actually fly in second team, as Savannah mentioned earlier, which will be the stand-ins for the actors so that they can light the scene and get everything ready without the actors needing their physical bodies on set. Basically, there's a lot of waiting,
1: right, to yep. actually before you're, before the picture's up um, and before you start rolling. So you know, there's a lot of things that go into prepping, um, but, you know, for that. So sometimes it's nice to be able to have stand-ins go in so, you know, your your first team doesn't have to go back and
0: forth. Yeah. One of the uh, jokes you'll probably hear on set is hurry up and wait, which is when there's this sense of urgency all the time, but sometimes it feels like everyone's just kind of standing around, but I promise you something is happening. So just again, if you're PAing, just keep your eyes and ears kind of awake so that you can, even if it feels like everyone's waiting around, suddenly things will be urgent again. (laughs) It's kind of how Mm -hmm. the pattern of set. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to I'm going to quickly talk about video village. So, you know, once everything has been rehearsed and organized, a team of above the line folks, which means some of the higher end creatives will be sitting offset, but close by the action, typically watching a monitor or multiple monitors, which are the direct feed of what the camera team is filming on set. Um. So typically in Video Village, you'll have, of course, the director watching, the monitors. Oftentimes you'll have producers watching. And then you may even have department heads or a script supervisor watching as well so that they can, especially a script supervisor, you know, their job is to be in charge of continuity to make sure that the blocking is staying consistent between takes. They'll be mm-hmm. back there too, watching, making sure that if you shook hands with your right hand, you're doing it on every take. Um, So that's called Video Village. And typically you won't be back there if you're a PA um, because that's sort of reserved for the most important people. I think from an etiquette perspective, it's not cool to kind of wander back to Video Village and peek. I know it's going to be tempting, but that can be a high stress area because that's where the director is really working. So the idea is to keep Village, you might hear it called, kind of as empty and clear as possible. Um yeah. well also because like makeup and wardrobe, there are also
1: um need to have eyes on a monitor. Yep. And and so if there are people who have to have eyes on picture, it's important that they have space. And so again, reading
0: the room, if you're in someone's way, get out, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's what Savannah just called the monitor picture. Um, that's if you hear someone saying like pictures up or we have picture. They're referring to the feed on the monitor that all the department heads are watching. Um, which, speaking of, we're going to kind of walk through what happens. So once everything is ready, you've blocked, you've rehearsed, you've lit, the cameras are set, um, you're ready to actually film. Um, and this is called a take. Um, so this is you know how you prep for actually shooting the scene, and there's kind of a series of commands that you'll hear walked through. Before you actually call action, so do you want to kind of alternate between these, Savannah? Does that feel like a nice yeah? Way to... And
1: and yeah. I just have to admit that I'm like really horrible with all of these calls. It's and hard to it... remember. And it's so funny because I've been on so many, but like as a producer and for the longest time, I thought it was the director making all of these calls and it's really the AD, you know, it's like the AD that's like keeping, and and I realized as a producer, you know, your AD is your best friend because they are the one keeping you on schedule and keeping everyone together. Um so it's 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 great. But yes, I will do my best.
0: <laughs> well, we can kind of just like alternate, but you're right. It's yeah. as even as a director, I sometimes forget these. I'm just uh-huh. eager to call action cuz I'm like what's fucking film like that kind of a feeling, but <laughs> this all really matters. But the first thing you'll hear is pictures up, which is typically like when the camera is set and you know we have the feed in video village, you'll hear somebody yell pictures up. And that's also kind of an unspoken way to tell everyone to quiet down. You yeah. know, pictures up means like the shot is set. We're ready to go. Like, let's start settling, which is kind of the next thing you'll hear. So settle or quiet on set typically yeah. like are going to immediately follow pictures up.
1: And usually um, what's interesting about this command or this like a uh, call, right, is that the PAs, if you are... Um, you know if if you have locked down if you're locking up a certain location and you hear uh, this command over the radio on channel 1 quiet on set you have to repeat it right so that cuz you are usually locking up a location that's further it's off the hot set but you have to inform whoever is around you um to be quiet right because that yeah. means
0: you're about to start rolling great call yeah especially like you know if base camp is close Base camp needs snow to be quiet too. So that's a great, great point, Savannah. Um, Then you'll probably, you might hear someone say like, on your ones, um, which means whenever you hear someone talk about your ones, that is, or back to one, that refers to the location that everyone is at, at the beginning of the scene. So if it's a big dinner scene or a big gala, you know, even all the background actors have their ones, which is where they start the scene. And then if there's any movement through the blocking, that's your final mark. So everyone needs to reset to their ones so that they're ready to go. So once everyone's on your one, you need to make sure that both camera and sound are recording, right? So that's really important. So typically, you'll hear someone from the camera department, or sound is usually first. You'll hear your sound mixer say, sound speeds. And then you'll hear someone from camera say, video speeds. And that's indicating to everyone on set that we are, in fact, recording. And then you actually slate the scene. So you grab a clapboard and typically I'm trying to think of who's usually slating on a big production. It would be like a a camera assistant, right? Like a second camera assistant or yeah. So they'll be holding one of those little clapboard markers that you can picture and they'll walk through the name of the production, um, the scene that you're shooting, the take that you're shooting and the camera setup that you're shooting. And then you'll clap the clapboard. So you might say, Screenwriting Life, the movie, scene five, take one alpha marker, and then you clap the clapboard. And just in case you're nerdy about this, it gives you it gives your produ- your post-production team a visual cue and an audio cue that lines up to help au- sync audio and video. Um so after you slate, typically camera will have to get back in position just to make sure that they're set. So mm-hmm. you'll hear all the camera departments say camera set, and then you're like very close. And then typically, the director will call background, which lets the background start moving uh, because you want to have the background moving before you start your scene to create some life. And then finally, the director says action." and then you the scene is happening right in front of your eyes,
1: yeah. And sometimes if it's a really big uh, scene with a lot of extras and background actors, you know, your second a d, would would actually be the one directing all of that background action so yep. that the director can just focus on the principal, you know, their... They're number ones,
0: yeah. Well said, yeah. It's important to remember because some of you might be listening, you might be background actors. That's another great way to get on set just to experience it. And your direct report as a background actor is usually like a second assistant director like Savannah mentioned, and they'll give you a job. You know, they might say, walk over to this sink, wash your hands in quotes, and then walk away from the sink. And as a background actor, your job is to do that every time. You know, get back to your one, do that and try to line it up so that you create continuity for the scene. Um do you want to talk about cut Savannah? Cut yeah it,
1: this is important to hear and repeat if you're a production uh assistant uh if you hear it over the radio you call it out as well so everyone knows that they can start moving around continuing to do their jobs um and make noise again but yeah it completes the take right um and it's a it's kind of when the director um well, you know, shortly after we'll either decide to go again um, or back to one um, and you start it all over again or you're moving on and you're going to go on to the next scene.
0: Yep. And it's important if you're going to say cut, make sure you're repeating it because the director said it first. The only person ever who should call cut on a set is the director. Um, So just like before you say cut, that's a very important word on a set and it can be a dangerous word unless it's coming from the mouth of the director so yes. just like confirm that cut has been called before you relay that message
1: yeah <laughs> if you didn't hear it clearly on the radio on the walkie just
0: don't say anything <laughs> yeah um so then after you finish a scene uh, or a setup rather you know let's say you finish setup a so scene 5a is your final take on that setup Um, You might hear the director call new deal, um, which is kind of the common language to indicate a new setup, or you might say, let's, you might hear, let's turn around. And what that means is the whole thing starts over. So you relight the scene, change the cameras, change the lighting. You might send first team back to holding and bring in stand-ins and second team to relight everything. Um, And then you do it all again. (laughs) And that's called coverage because you're getting different versions of the scene from different angles that will give your editor options to cut the scene together when you get to post production.
1: Um yeah. And now you're totally ready to get on a set.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um so that's just like the general thing that's actually happening on set. Um mm-hmm. you'll hear when you hear speeds, sound speeds and video speeds, that's actually old language from the past where you know with analog equipment and film equipment Um, speeding referred to the number of frames per second, that film or audio, I don't know what even that would be called, but the physical medium that's recording is speeding through the equipment at that rate. Mm -hmm. So it has to get up to 24 frames a second and then it's speeding properly. So sometimes there's certain language on set that just has hanged on for a century, you know, that's a wrap talk about wrapping up your film um, in the can. You used Mm -hmm. to put film canisters in cans to get sent. So all of that language is just old and everything's digital now, unless you're Christopher Nolan, but that's where all that language comes from. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And some other terms that, you know, you should probably know as well um, is firewatch, right? Production assistants are typically uh, responsible for firewatching. This is someone who stays... On set while um to essentially uh protect and oversee um either a hot set or um or some equipment that needs to be left by a truck or an open truck, right? Um while other people are getting lunch and then you kind of switch out, right? Um they're and on a well managed set, this is a great point. That person has already eaten, right? And someone else is bringing them lunch from the caterer, right? And it's usually the PA's responsibility to do all of this.
0: It can often be a security thing. You know, It's there's a ton of expensive equipment on set. Um, so just having yeah. someone have, like, making sure someone's eyes are on all of that is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so Savannah, kind of for our last thing here, we just have a long list of terms that I feel like are good to know before a set. Um, they're alphabetical, so we might be jumping a little bit around in terms of how the departments they relate to, but I think it's worth just kind of going through them, you know, just the language you should know before you get to set. So I'll go ahead and start with a call sheet. Um, this is a document that you should be receiving before the typically the day before you get to set. Um, those are adjustable depending on how long your day goes, but it's all of the essential and vital information that you need to know for that day of production. So it'll include information like, and what we can do, we can actually link a call sheet in the description of this episode, just to see an example, but it'll include like, obviously addresses where you need to go. It'll typically have like the address of important landmarks nearby, like the nearest hospital or
1: nearest Water park.
0: Yeah, where to park. And it Mm -hmm. will include different times that different department needs to arrive. So you'll see one big time that's a crew call time. And that's when all of the crew departments need to report to set because they'll need time to prep and set up. And then you may have different times for different talent or actors or above the line folks, depending on when they're needed. So, you know, first on the call sheet might need to get there early, but fifth on the call sheet might only be needed for two hours, depending on what's filming that day. But Know your department because when you get your call sheet, that's where you'll find the location and time that you need to report to set.
1: You'll also know um, it should be written what channel your department, what walkie channel your department will be allocated
0: to as well. So, you know where to talk to your team. Yep. Um, You want to go over? So, yeah, we basically went over call time and crew call. Um, You want to talk about dailies?
1: Oh, dailies. Yeah, dailies. Cool. So dailies is, you know, uned- unedited shots that the director and producer uh, look at to review the prior day's shooting. Um, I haven't been on a production where I've been, been involved re- reviewing dailies because it's a luxury. It's a luxury. Yes. You're usually I mean, the, the projects I've been on have been very low budget and <laughs> very, very um, tight on time and budget is what I'll say. Um, So reviewing uh, dailies like that is a luxury, but it is a common practice with higher uh, budget studio projects.
0: Um, You may have heard me mention the term lavalier earlier. Um, You might also, typically you'll hear that called lavs. Those are tiny body mics that actors wear that are an important part of the sound design of a movie. Um, You know, typically there'll be, if it's a big set, there'll be mics on the set, there'll be mics on the actors, and then there'll be like a boom mic that a sound person is holding to try to pick up audio that way. So it gives the sound mixer options when you get to the to the edit. Um, but lavalier mics are important because they're going to be, you know, pinned or taped on actors. Um, it should not be your job to lav actors as a PA. But I have seen cases where, you know, the head sound designer is a man and maybe there are great female sound PAs. And in some cases, understandably, female actors might want to be lobbed by another female. So I will say, if you're a sound PA on set that day, you might want to be ready to lob an actor um, just because sometimes that can be the comfort way to make sure that that happens.
1: Uh, Magic golden hour. This is like a 15, 30 minute uh, window uh, at sunset or sunrise which uh, creates this really beautiful, warm glow. And I know a lot of DPs love to
0: capture, you know, this elusive golden hour moment. Um, <laughs> so yeah. here you ever hear folks being like, we're trying to push to make golden hour, that's uh-huh. why they're trying to get through a scene quickly. Yeah. Um,
1: and there's also like blue hour, there's, you know, all different kind of uh you know, natural lighting situations where, you know, sometimes your DP wants to be able to, to capture that. And as a good producer, you know, you want to try to schedule everything so that that could be accomplished.
0: I don't know if any of you all watch Babylon, but there's a great sequence that's all kind of built around getting a, the the final shot at golden hour. So that's a fun, mm-hmm. um, fun thing to watch if you want to kind of look at the chaos of set. Um, If you ever hear someone say the martini shot, you can get excited because you're almost done. (laughs) That's going to be the final shot of the day. And the idea is to prep your martinis to celebrate a day of shooting.
1: Yes, we love a good martini shot. Um, The master shot, this has to do with coverage, right? So um, the wide shot of the entire area
0: of uh, the scene that you're shooting Um, this will often be like your first take um just like and you'll hear maybe like the director say like let's make sure we get our master um and the idea is like this isn't a by the book thing but typically when you're editing a scene like it's better to start wide and then move in um just as like a general film grammar principle so as a director you want to make sure you're capturing that master because it gives the audience it lets them orient to understand the geography of the scene um so You'll often start with your master shot just to kind of get the scene in general, and then you'll push in for your coverage and you'll hear, I'm gonna get my close up. That right, that language talks about pushing in to capture the actors more closely
1: uh mos is important to know that's when you're shooting uh with no sound the sounds not being recorded for the shot and it's good to just know what that means because if you're you know you're locking up a a location as the production assistant and you're rolling um you don't have to tell someone to be quiet (laughs) during that that moment even though it is good practice to kind of quiet down even if it is an mos shot
0: Yeah, the stakes are a little less high if you're shooting Mm -hmm. MLS, which is kind of nice. If you hear someone say the clean plate or plate shot, um, they're going to just be capturing a wide shot of the scene without the actors used for editing. So it's important to hear that if you hear it on set, just because it might look like set is unoccupied, but it's still a hot set. And that clean plate, you might need to scrub things out or we don't need to get in the weeds, but just be aware if you hear like we're plating the scene or we're getting a plate shot or clean plate to stay out of set. It's still a hot set, even if actors aren't on it.
1: POV, point of view, um, in relation to the camera, right? It's uh, This is when the camera's positioned to make it look like it's through a character's eyes um, or it's following a
0: character in a specific way. Uh, if you hear pre-pro, uh, we can just go th- through all three three of these pre-pro production and post-production are like the three major facets of film production. We kind of talked about that in episode one, so I don't think we need to get into it, but most generally pre-production is where you develop and build the project production is where you film the project and post-production is where you edit the project and release it. So they always say you make three different movies. You make one in pre-production, one on set in production and one in post-production because things can change quite a bit between those three phases.
1: Uh, A reverse shot, this is when the camera is now, uh, it it flips, right? It's shooting the opposite direction. um, And this is a major move as everything has to be moved. So the whole crew has to move if something is in the way. Usually you want to prepare for that um, at the beginning of the day, knowing where what your moves are going to be so everyone is kind of in the loop and that can go faster. Um,
0: Yeah, and all the lighting and dressing will likely have to be reset. So the first time I was on set, I have never been more confused than when someone called a room tone. I don't know what your experience was, Savannah, but um, for the sound team, it's good to have like a nice, unaffected recording of what the room or the environment sounded like because it gives the sound mixer space or a pillow or a bed to work with as they're mixing. Um, So it's a really important moment on set where the sound team will need 30 seconds of uninterrupted silence to just record the ambient noise of what's happening around them. It can be very confusing on your first set when the sound team calls for room tone and then all of a sudden everyone's just quietly sitting there like it's some weird cult. So um, I don't know if you had that experience but I was very confused my first set.
1: Yeah, well, it's super important and respect your sound engineers. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, Sides is a great one because I had no idea what sides were for the longest time, but as (laughs) um, they're essentially just um, printouts of the scripts of what will be shot that day. And, you know, you'll if you're a PA and, and you're tasked with doing this or supporting um, a second AD doing this, you will learn how they like to do it because everyone has their very specific way of how they like them cut, how they like them crossed out, because each scene that's not being shot for that day will be crossed out somehow. Um, but, but yeah, every, it's good to have a lot of copies of this and the PA will usually distribute them at the he, the top of the day. Um, not only actors need them, like all of the department heads need them. So they know what, what is being, um,
0: captured that day. If you're turn turnaround on a set, it could be two things. So it's nice to acknowledge one. We mentioned it earlier. If a director calls new deal and says, turn it around or let's get the reverse. That's what's happening is they're turning the actual cameras around and the set around, to film the other side. Um, The other thing that turnaround refers to is the amount of time that the crew and the cast and producers need before being called to set the next day. So I think it's funny. This says 10 hours. I thought the renegotiation was a 12 hour turnaround for the union. I think it's 12 hours. Yeah. I think it's 12 too. Uh, But either way, it's just being aware of, especially if you're producing an indie um, knowing that whatever time you wrap, you need to give 12 hours of cushion before you're back on set and that's called turnaround time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, this is more getting in the weeds with scheduling. Um, but you might want to think about like a rolling schedule as you're considering turnaround times for your days. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, two shot, uh, a shot where two people are in the shot versus a single where it's just one person.
0: Pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Simple. Yeah. So just to think about it from like a, the most simple perspective, your master would be everyone on set. A two-shot would include both actors, and then if you hear like one shot or close-up, that's typically when you're just on like one actor's face. Um, The UPM would be the unit production manager. You might also hear production manager, production supervisor, or line producer. These terms are all kind of generally budget-related, if you hear them on set.
1: Yeah, and I would just add, you know, the UPM is kind of like my personal hero a position, right? Because they they are really also um keeping things moving. Um and essentially the boss on set, right? Um if the producer is on set, um typically they're there as like a creative capacity. And it's in if it's a set where there's also a UPM, the UPM is running the show. Um yeah. and they are supervising, you know, um Uh, the production man uh, the the production uh, supervisor or coordinator and and the line producer
0: um yeah that's kind of how I understand it yeah I think that's exactly right um if you hear like rap or we're rapping or that's a rap get excited your day is ending
1: oh day for night yeah day for night is a good one to know um uh sometimes to fit into a schedule, right, um, and, and uh, allow for enough turnaround for your crew, you have to shoot day for night, meaning you are um, shooting at night, but in the script, it's a day scene. Um, so you're using a special, you know, camera lenses or, or uh, lighting or film stock to create um, either uh, a night look or a day look. So it's either a day for night or night for day.
0: Exactly. And yeah, typically, just from a logistics perspective, there's way more daylight than there is nighttime. So it's, yeah, they always say if for our filmmakers who are writers, avoid exterior night as much as you can, just because it's (laughs) always the hardest. And if you have too much exterior night, you're going to need to push for day for night, which is, it's doable, but it can be harder to, it's logistically difficult. It's all logistically difficult. So um if you hear the director say let's go again, um that just means we're doing another take with the same setup. Um,
1: um I want to jump down to points. Points is really important because yep. it's all about safety. You know, if you're carrying something large, um, and you say points, this will alert to others to clear the space. Um, and you know, you'll hear you'll also hear this from, you know, the the, the grips and, and uh gaffers and you should be be able to
0: re- react quickly to that. Definitely. I want to quickly go over pickup just because for our PAs or even background actors, um, if you hear like we're gonna do a pickup or we're picking it up, that means you're gonna be doing the same scene, but maybe starting in the middle of it. Um, just because if it's like a five-page scene and you only need to adjust the act out or the very end of it you can just maybe pick it up from the last six lines of dialogue. So especially if you're a background actor who is doing something on set, like again, washing your hands or talking to someone or moving, um, be aware of where the scene is being picked up because you'll need to be in that location. So rather than going back to one, you're going to be going back to wherever you need to be in the shot. And PAs might need to be aware of that too in case they were involved in the scene somehow. We could quickly just like, if you hear a director say like, make the frame dirty, it's nothing bad. It's it sounds like sexual or something, but all it means is that you're gonna like include some of another actor's shoulder or maybe part of their head in the frame to create a little more life in the frame. So you might do either a clean shot or a dirty shot. And that actually just has to do with placement of actors in a frame. Um and then key light might be worth he- talking about just because if you're working with a gaffer or a grip department, you might need to move lights or adjust lights to to adjust the key light, which is the primary light that is lighting the scene or the actors, especially on a close up. So,
1: yeah, oh, in the Abby shot, yeah, that's a it's it's almost the Martini shot. So if you hear an Abby shot called, um that means it's a second to last shot. And it's named after uh, a renowned assistant director Abby Singer, um who always called the last two shots. And, you know, This industry (laughs) likes to use old terms, so we're we're still using it. it.
0: (laughs) Uh, The only other one, Lorian mentioned it, but it's not on this list, is greeking something, or can we Greek the shot? That means getting any branded logos or content out of a shot. So let's say there's a Pepsi can on a table. Um, You might actually hear someone say, like, can we have a PA Greek this shot? If you're asked to do that, typically, I would clarify but if you if there's no time to clarify, you got to move quickly. Look for anything that has brands or logos or commercial connections to anything, and just remove them from the shot. Or sometimes it's just a matter of if there's a water bottle, just taking the plastic label off of the water bottle. That kind of thing. But that's just making and turning anything into a generic, non branded shot. It's called creaking the shot. So, yeah. Here's the thing every
1: every project, every every set, every um film shoot is will bring with it new experiences and new learning experiences um and new surprises right and so I think that it's important to always have an open mind but number one important thing is be kind and if you feel unsafe say something because at the end of the day we it, it your life is is you know risking your life is not worth it you know <laughs> to make 100 films um and i think i'm really hoping uh that this industry is changing for the best and you know just like the daniels uh said in their oscar speech it is about it's a collective right and yeah. you, we got to treat each other like human beings and with kindness and respect um and i honestly believe that like you'll get you'll get the job done better you know like the 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 creative will turn out better Mm -hmm. um if you're kind
0: um and treat people with respect i think honestly that's like a perfect way to go out it's just exactly what you said about the future of our business and Mm -hmm. like you said i think like safety above all right like it's not worth making something if someone's gonna get hurt so we're making movies it's supposed to be fun (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah exactly well thank you so much everyone for listening
1: Uh, And if you haven't joined, we highly recommend our TSL Facebook group. Um, It's a beautiful place where all these other great writers and creatives are finding support outside of the show. So check it out. And remember, you are not alone.
0: And keep writing.